0: If you actually follow and believe all the hype of the stereotypical type the electrician that people actually think that electricians are like, where they've got wads of cash in their pocket, they turn up on site for an hour and charge for the whole day, and they never get their hands dirty, then let's be honest, you're living in a dream world. I did actually turn up on site the other day, and then when I got out, I stood straight in a puddle. And I had to use a 50-pound notes to clear my foot off. And it took me ages for them 50s to dry out on the dashboard of my Range Rover. And let's be honest, electricians don't just hang around with electricians. We're not some sort of cult. Because it's a good idea to actually not hang around with electricians. And in this podcast, I'm going to tell you the exact reasons why. Toolbox Talks for Electricians. Helping electricians reduce stress gain back time and earn more money. Hello, 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 and welcome back once again. I'm your host, Ben Poulter, an electrician who has a number of friends with all different sorts of trades, builders, plasterers, ground workers, plumbers, carpenters, car salesmen, and even police officers yeah there's a bit of a funny story about a police officer that i know but i'll i'll tell you about that later on and the banter that goes around it's believed that every trade hates every other trade and electricians hate plumbers plumbers hate electricians or builders they sort of it's stereotypical that we hate each other yeah because we do get on each other's nerves quite a lot we get getting each other's way when we're on site especially when we're working on maybe a small site in a, a small domestic premises But we have to work together on so many occasions and it's probably a good idea to actually get on with each other rather than not not just to make it easier to get the job done but it will mutually benefit the both of us we're all in the same position we're all trying to build a business for ourselves and each profession builders plumbers electricians they're all skilled at what we do because i've tried fitting a rad and it took me ages and then it bleeding leaked when I'd done it so I called a plumber and he fitted five rads and the fix the one that I obviously bodge installed in half a day he had the right tools and the right knowledge to be able to fit them rads properly so yeah I don't try and fit rads again because it's just a waste of my time and this goes for all sorts of trades because as a gardener at the summertime, you want to obviously tighten your garden up a bit, make it look a bit nicer because you will more likely be spending more time in the garden in the summer. So you spend a small fortune maybe going out to the wholesalers or if you love tools like a lot of tradesmen do, they'll get Makita kit or they'll get Milwaukee or DeWalt hedge trimmers that are battery because they've got the batteries already for them. I only know this, I've done this myself, I've got a Makita hedge trimmer and they'll spend a fortune on that equipment. But have you ever thought about maybe just employing a gardener to do a day's work in your garden and to get all the trimmings off and neat and tidy they do it for a, a living so they know what they're doing and they take all the cuttings away with them so it walks away lovely and tidy it's a lot less stressful so that's exactly what i do now and i haven't really used my makita hedge trimmer that basically costs the same as a day's labor as the gardener that comes around so that was a waste of money but as an electrician, you don't have any other options sometimes. You've got to work with the other trades. And you do get a big variety of different tradesmen and how they work. You get them absolute idiots who just really want to get the job done, their job done. They don't care about anyone else. I just want to get their bit done and get the hell out of there. Now, these guys, yeah, you don't want to have them working in your house. So there's probably not much of a point in being friends with them. But if you make that little bit more conscious effort to maybe get along with other trays, like with plasterers, if you tuck your cables inside a box, because I know for a fact that they love to skim straight over, they don't want to be having to tuck the cables. And if they skim up to it, it makes their life harder. So if you tuck your cables in the box so they can skim straight over, hopefully... They won't skim the plaster over and cover the box up and make a nice, neat finish, so you got to even find the box later on. That's basically what a lot of plasterers do, yeah, but some plasterers, they'll cut it out nice and neat. They'll do you a favour, because you tuck all your cables in to make their job easier, so they'll, in return, basically, make your job a bit easier. And then if you're working in a property, say, with a, a plumber, and you've got it doing the whole central heating, and you're doing a whole rewire... And just check with them. Have a little conversation and say, look, where are you going to run your pipes, mate? Let's keep out of each other's way because I don't want my cables laying on top of pipes and he doesn't want his pipes laying on top of cables. So it's just these small things that can lead to a bigger picture. And the benefit of doing work for other tradesmen, I've been around other tradespeople, like builders' houses before, where you give them a quote, they know how much your skill's worth. So when you give them a quote, they don't try and knock you down or bargain with you they're quite happy to say yep okay I accept that quote that sounds reasonable they know what they value what you're going to do for them and if you do work for like a main contractor which is a builder possibly on an extension on a property it's nine times out of ten that that builder is putting in a bit higher price for the electrics of putting a bit on top that's, that's how it works that's how it works in the building trade if that builder gets an electrician or a plumber in they put a certain percentage on top or they've put in a price for the electrics to be done and well they're hoping that it fits the same quote what you give them because I swear I do believe the builders they just pick a number out of thin air for maybe the electrics because they haven't got such a clue sometimes i've noticed that some builders these days are saying look man it's it's costing a lot more than i put, put on the quote well i was like yes but the customer wanted leds they wanted usb sockets and these materials cost more it's not necessarily my labor's gone up it's the materials that you're requesting that you've told them that they can have the leds and all the nice fancy stuff this is why it's costing so much But nine times out of ten, that builder probably just goes in there and he's completely undercut the price of the electrics because he didn't realise that, yeah, it's not going to meet regulations and you need to put a new fuse board in. Or they're putting a stupidly extortionate amount and they'll say, yeah, do what you want. I've got plenty of money in it. So then these builders are obviously making a good amount of profit from the work that you're doing for them as well. So this is the reason I believe that builders, when I've done work for them, have gone around the house and given the quote for the work I want to be doing, although they want doing even, they'll pay you whatever you ask for. They're not fussed. They've made a lot of money over, out of you over the time through working with them. So they'll they'll be respectful sort of thing. They'll get they'll get you a bacon roll and they'll give you a few beers maybe at the end of the job. They're quite appreciative. I think builders are. This is what I've noticed in my experience. So if you take that tradesman banter out of obviously hating each other, then it's probably a, quite a good idea to be friends or at least just get along. So if you think about it, what's the most common thing you'll say to a customer after doing a bit of work? You say, yeah, you'll need to get a plaster in to, like, make good the mess that I've created because obviously as electricians we need to make holes in ceilings we need to make chases we need to cut out the boxes in the walls you need a plaster to come along and fill in it might be a little bit of hassling, it might upset the customer sometimes, saying, oh what, you're not gonna make good? But I cannot plaster to save my life. I've tried, I've tried to give it a go, to try and help someone out saying, yeah, I'll, I'll cover the chases, I'll make good. Yeah, it's not as easy as what you think. It is a skilled trade to get a decent finish on plastering, because my dad used to be a plasterer. And I had to call him once when I had to go. I tried to plaster for an ex girlfriend's uh, an ex girlfriend's bedroom wall that wanted it and couldn't find a plasterer. Said I'll give it a go. Watch a couple of YouTube videos. Yeah, it didn't work out. I didn't have a clue. So I had to call my dad up and said, How the hell do you get like a glass finish, a lovely finish on a bit of plasterer? Well I ain't got a clue that you had to let it go off for maybe an hour or two hours and then flick a load of water on it. Yeah, I weren't my cup of tea. It sounded like a completely different skill that I wasn't interested in learning, to be honest. So if you get a good plasterer, you're gonna recommend them to your customers. But then that plasterer, he does a load of work in people's houses. He does a load of work for different builders. It is in the trade. He sees so many different tradesmen. And what's the conversation that comes up sometimes? Does anyone know a good Sparky? Well, he's gonna recommend you to his customers too and it's probably one of the best ways to be able to grow a business is word of mouth. And I don't think this just goes for maybe plumbers, builders, plasterers when you do work for maybe a car salesman their job is to have a conversation with a customer and become their best friend obviously they want to sell them a car so they've got to talk about their life and they just get friends with them and if it's ever mentioned in that conversation that yeah i'm getting a kitchen fitted and basically I'm, i'm struggling to find an electrician well that car salesman will recommend you i know this because this has happened to me over the past 20 years, so I think I know car salesmen, I know builders, brickies, ground workers, and they do recommend you to their family and friends. And it will grow into something that you basically can't stop. You'll get calls all the time. If you hear of electricians, they say, yeah, you don't answer your phone in a day because you can't get anything done. You get people calling you constantly. Because maybe maybe asking you questions. Say, oh, I've just fitted this light. I'm not sure how. But you can't tell them over the phone because well, some people expect it. Some people want you to say, just put the red in the blue or in the brown, and you can't. It's, it's difficult to do it. Or they want to FaceTime you. I've got friends that sometimes I have before. said, so look, man, please just I'll, I'll pop round tomorrow. Leave that light off overnight. You're gonna kill yourself. Leave it, and I'll come round and sort it out. Because you can't tell them how to do it over the phone. Because if you hear, a big bang, they fall of the steps. You're going to have to go around there anyway. You'll find that everybody needs an electrician at some point. And being a good one will make the customer not only keep your number, but it will also make them tell all their friends as well. If you're a nice person, I take my dog with me everywhere I go. And he's like... An icon of my business, they said Ben the electrician with the dog. And they talk about a dog, they come out, they maybe meet the dog in the van or sometimes even invite him into the house, the kids to play with him. He's a grumpy kid, so he doesn't play with kids much anymore. But it's like a, it helps the customer remember you without a doubt. I don't know what I'm going to do when he's just sits at home and doesn't want to go to work anymore. But he's my, my, like my little, my little sidekick, shall I say. Because it was just uh, the other day that I was around a customer's house but the lights in the conservatory. They haven't worked for a little while. So I took them down and I found that one of the cables had been trapped in one of the brackets that the previous electrician had maybe installed. And also the terminals, for some reason, none of them were tight. I don't understand why electricians should work out of their wrists. They need to do a nice, tight connection. That obviously matters. So I asked the customer, I said, who, who did this work last? Who left it like this? And he said, yeah, we had an electrician out and uh, he couldn't work out why it kept tripping. So he just disconnected them and said, yeah, you can't have a lights in the conservatory. Well, I can only imagine that the tripping was maybe because of that cork cable or a loose connection. But he had it gone round, he disconnected them in all the lights and in the switch. Which ended the day, if you were just gonna disconnect that circuit there was a live neutral and an earth at the switch, you could have just disconnected it at the switch and that would have eradicated any faults that you're gonna get on that circuit. Which I don't know, you get some electricians out there that are probably unsure what they're doing so they go over the top and ends up making a mess of things when you could've just basically fixed the problem and tested it to make sure that it works. I don't know. But them lights have been like that for quite a while. And that electrician was never called again to that property to do any work. And it wasn't until that I was recommended to them that they thought about getting them fixed. And they thought, oh, yeah, this guy's all right. He's quite good. He's good at what he does. So can we see if you can check out this fault that the other electrician that couldn't work out? And obviously I did. But that customer, I got recommended to by a hairdresser. So once again, another trade that can recommend you. And then talking about other trades without going into too much detail i was arrested a little while ago it's probably about 10 years about 10 years ago, and I was taken to the police station and put in the cells before an interview. And if you've ever been there before, you must know how it goes. You you spend a little while in the cells and then they interview you. But whilst you're going into the cells, you have to take your shoes off, your laces out, and you have to empty your pockets and fill out all these questions. And the police officer was asking him all these questions and said, what is your occupation? So I said to him, I said, "Um, I'm an electrician, mate. I did the wiring for your garden lights a little while ago... And he just laughed... And he said he understood... He was just trying to be professional... And didn't want to say that he knew me... Which I completely understood... Because it was also a little bit embarrassing for me as well... Getting arrested like... I'm not a scallywag... I'm not a a naughty person... Really... But um, yeah so he was just... He was fine with it... And I was not charged... And I was let go in the end... Because it was a complete misunderstanding... However... I must have started a conversation inside the cop shop because it wasn't until a few days later that a policewoman called me up to replace some lights in her house. So every scenario, there's a good thing to come out of it. I got the conversation started inside that. Police agency because, oh yeah, there's a sparky. Actually, he probably did a good job in my garden. Well, I guess get his number because he had his number in my in his phone. And yeah, she needed an electrician and my name come up in conversation. Maybe in a roundabout way of being in the police station, but it was fantastic. I was the first thought of his mind when he was talking about maybe someone need an electrician. So keeping your business in front of the customer's mind when someone says, yeah, I need, I need an electrician, that that is priceless to keep you on, on your mind of your customers all the time. When someone says electrician, they think straight away, yeah, Ben, yeah, Ben. That is the best way you can and word of mouth that is the best way you can obviously grow your business so this is why that I've created a 10 emails I call them email nails and they're emails that I send to customers letting them know the sort of things that modern technology they can have maybe like a USB socket or the smart central heating how that will save them energy these days That's, that's been a great one i'll put a few of them in because it's not just hive and nest anymore there's loads of different heating controls that you can use with your smartphone so i'll leave a link to that in the description below so you can get your hands on it too so until next time i'll see you again get inside the toolbox talks for electricians group and post your experience of what we've talked about today I'll leave a link to the group in the show notes below. Until next time, I'll see you again.